This is the Regular Pastor Podcast, a podcast devoted to regular pastors and regular churches. That means all celebrity pastors may now exit to the left. My name is Landon Coleman. I'm a regular pastor at Emmanuel Baptist Church in Odessa, Texas. You have unfortunately drifted into season four of the Regular Pastor Podcast, where we're talking about books and we're talking about ideas, and I'm doing my best to connect those books and those ideas to the ministry of regular pastors like myself and like those of you who tune in. Today I want to talk to you about a unique book. The book is called The Gulag Archipelago. It is authored, written by a Russian man named Alexander Solzhenitsyn. The version of this book that I read is the abridged version, published by Harvel. It is some 472 pages. It has seven parts or sections with over 60 chapters. Uh, The book was originally published in 1973, the version that I read, the abridged version, published in 1985. Uh, Alexander Solzhenitsyn. Let me tell you a little bit about him. He was born in Russia in 1918. He won the Nobel Prize for Literature in 1970. He studied mathematics and physics in the 30s and the 40s. He had a distinguished career serving in the Red Army in World War II. Uh, He was imprisoned between the years of 1945 and 1953, and he was imprisoned for making unfavorable remarks against Joseph Stalin. So he was imprisoned for things that he said. In 1969, he was expelled from the Soviet Writers' Union for denouncing the censorship of his writing, so he continued to speak out, and the Soviet Union tried to censor him, and he spoke out against that. He was forcibly expelled from the Soviet Union in 1974. He was deported to West Germany. He settled in the United States for a time before going back to Russia in 1994. And he died in 2008 at the age of 89. So born in Russia in 1918, ended up back in Russia in 94. And he died about 14 years later at the age of 89. Uh, The book... The Gulag Archipelago details Solzhenitsyn's experience as a prisoner in a communist Soviet Union prison system. Uh, The Gulag is a a Soviet prison for political, military prisoners, uh, those who oppose the totalitarian regime. And so the book just details his experience in the Soviet prison system. What were the prisons like? Why did they have so many prisons? Uh, What would your experience be like if you were to be thrown into one of these prisons or kept in one of these prisons? Uh, He talks about how the communists expected people to play their games. He says everyone knew that they were liars, that they were corrupt, but there was still this expectation that you just went along with it. You played their game. You said what they wanted you to say. Even if you didn't think it or feel it, you just went along with it. He talks about the secret police and the gulags and all the psychological manipulation that took place. He talks about how prisoners were forced to do labor and how they lived in just absolutely horrific conditions. And he talks about how people were arrested and rearrested and rearrested and how sentences were extended 
just for speech crimes, not for uh, outright treason or murder or horrific things, just for speech crimes against the government. And so you take it as a whole. The book just describes the horror, the absolute horror. There's no other word to describe it but horror. It's the horror of living in a totalitarian state that controls everything. That's the nature of totalitarianism. The government is the end-all, be-all, the highest authority, the only authority. And your thought and your speech uh, fall in line with what the totalitarian powers want you to think and what they want you to say. So let me give you a few takeaways from this book. Number one is just torture. Uh, Solzhenitsyn talks about torture. Uh, He describes it very directly, very openly. Um, He does not go into gratuitous detail like an episode of CSI, but he also doesn't hold back, and he's honest. And just to be completely transparent, as I read it, there were times where I literally had to put it down. In fact, there were times where I had to take a break from reading the book for days uh, because of some of the, the descriptions of, of the physical abuse and the physical torture. Uh, there were times reading this book, it literally, I know people say this a lot, but it literally kept me awake at night. Uh, absolutely horrific, the things that were done in the former, former Soviet Union uh, under Stalin and those who followed him, just absolutely horrific things. And Solzhenitsyn brings light to those horrific things. One of the takeaways from this book uh, that comes up over and over and over again is that the desire for power and the desire for material gain is enough to justify just about any amount of lying when you live in a totalitarian state. These desires for power and desires for gain are absolutely intoxicating, and they just make people who are otherwise normal people and make them do horrific things to other human beings, and they don't even think about the evil that they're carrying out. It's just shocking how those who want to gain power, gain material rewards, secure their safety and their comfort, can justify just about any amount of lying or even abuse directed towards other people. And at the, at the bottom of all that is a recognition that evil is a real thing. That's not something that's popular in all segments of our society today, just the recognition that some people uh, are manifestly evil. And Alexander Solzhenitsyn takes it even far, farther than that. He says, yes, the, the totalitarian government and the secret police and the prison guards, the gulag guards, they were all evil. But Solzhenitsyn is very insightful, and he makes observation that evil also lives in the hearts of those who were in prison. Uh, evil lives in all of us. There's a recognition of the depravity of, of human beings, that we're all fallen, broken, sinful people. And he connects this to the, the failure of political revolutions, and he says the, the problem with all political revolutions, that they think if you just destroy the bad guy, everything will get better. But then when the good guys get into power, everyone realizes that they're also bad guys. There are no good guys. We're all bad guys. And evil lives inside of all of us. This is this is my favorite quote from the book. It's on page 75 in the version I read, the abridged version published by Harville. 
He says this, quote, If only there were evil people somewhere insidiously committing evil deeds and it were necessary only to separate them from the rest of us and destroy them, that would be easy, right? He goes on and says this, But the line dividing good and evil cuts through the heart of every human being. And who is willing to destroy a piece of his own heart? That's just an insightful observation about human nature, especially from somebody who would have easily been able to identify the evil in the government, in the police, and the guards, but he comes to see that it also lives in his own heart. I think there's ministry takeaway here. This is not a ministry book. It's not a a leadership book. It's uh, not a biblical studies book, but there is certainly ministry takeaway here, especially for pastors and churches and Christians in the United States. If I can just borrow a phrase from Rod Dreher, we're going to We're going to look at one of his books later in season four. Christians in the United States are not facing hard totalitarianism like Solzhenitsyn experienced in the former Soviet Union. We are facing what Dreher would call soft totalitarianism. Uh, That is, culture and society uh, are working to conform us to one worldview. It's not imposed by government hard totalitarianism, but it is imposed by culture and society, soft totalitarianism. There's also evidence, and Dreher talks about this, that a harder version of totalitarianism could be right around the corner. If the social revolutionaries have their way, if the critical theorists have their way, if the LGBTQ plus leaders have their way, uh, a harder version of totalitarianism, different than Soviet totalitarianism, but Uh, nevertheless, a hard totalitarianism could be on its way. And Christians have to ask ourselves, are we ready to suffer? Are we ready to stand out simply because we stand for the truth? Not just in those people are weird and awkward, but those people are evil. That's That's what the opposition will call us. We're evil. We're bad. We're wrong. Christians have to wrestle with these issues and think about uh, with honesty. Think about with a sober mind the totalitarian experience that we already uh, live under and the one that could be coming in the future. So critique, criticism of the book, I don't have much. Uh, It's a long book. It's really, really long. It works through at parts a lot of uh, Russian history. Uh, I read the abridged version, and the abridged version cuts out some of the, the Russian historical stuff that Solzhenitsyn dips into Uh, to focus on his experience uh, in the gulags. Goodreads gives this book a rating of 4.29. I give it a rating of 5 on Goodreads. Obviously, when you rate on Goodreads, you can't use decimal points. You just get 1 through 5, so I gave it a 5. It's not an easy book to read. It's not a short book to read. It's not even an enjoyable book to read on any level. Uh, but it does discuss serious issues. There's a gravity to this book uh, as you read the experience of somebody who lived through horrific things. There's a gravity to the book that I think is important. Uh, Pastors should read it, uh, at least parts of it. Churches in the United States in the 21st century need clear-headed leaders who have thought through how will we respond to social government pressure when it comes. Should our culture move more in a totalitarian direction 
soft totalitarianism continues, hard totalitarianism encroaches. We have to be ready to suffer, and we can't be caught off guard when suffering comes knocking at our door. And Alexander Solzhenitsyn talks about both of these things, and he gives advice to those who are hauled off to the Gulag Archipelago, and he says, you just, you count your life lost, and you know that you're going to suffer. It's the only way that you can make it through what you're about to experience. So it is a a striking book. It is not a a pleasant afternoon read, uh, but it is an important read and something that our political leaders and our religious leaders ought to give thought to. Thanks for listening. This is the Regular Pastor Podcast. We'd love for you to subscribe for weekly episodes here in Season 4. We appreciate uh, an A-plus, a five-star rating. You can follow Regular Pastor online at regularpastor.com. You can find me and follow me on Goodreads by looking for Landon Coleman. Uh, My email address is landon at emmanuelodessa.com. If you've got book recommendations, I would love to hear those. I have a few slots left later in the season to fill in. I would love to know what, uh, what you'd like to talk about and think about. Until next week, this is The Regular Pastor.